The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good takes. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> sure is and this is the homance chronicles and i'm sarah and i'm nicole and we have a hoe of history today we do and nicole has a little buddy to hang out with today i know oh he must have moved he had he um he's not talking about a guy no No he's my little foster buddy Ever since podcast pet Gia passed away, I've basically had a rotation in my home of dog sitting. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm a sucker for a dog that comes out of a shitty situation. And so my my ability to provide a very calming environment makes me desirable for rescues. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> that and you don't have any other animals to mess with them. It's just I don't have any other animals. I don't have any children, and oh. I have a fenced-in yard. So check, Pretty check, perfect. check. Pretty perfect. And I have patience. Yeah, that's the best part. So you're gonna make the best foster mom ever. I know. I know. Everyone is like putting bets on whether or not I actually adopt him. Hmm. Because right now I'm like, no, it's just a foster. My sister but. and her boyfriend tried to foster Nako, their second, their second child. And he went from foster to theirs in like 26 hours, I think. Ah. <laughs> Did not take them long at all. That has not happened with me no. thus far. <laughs> um, he's proving to be a bit of a challenging case. Um, thankfully, though, he hasn't nipped or tried to bite me. Yeah, there's the side. That's the plus about all of this. But he is Gia 2.0. Yeah. He is <laughs> Gia reincarnated. He's extremely picky about what he eats. We're going to call him Gianni. <laughs> <laughs> Except for um, Gia always looked like a princess or like a little queen, like royalty. So I... I added Sir in front of his name. So the rescue named him William. So I've been calling him Sir William. Dude, it fits. <laughs> That's, that only makes sense. Uh, just... He's a Pomeranian and I assume terrier mix. And he's just like this 13 pound fluff ball. <laughs> of anxiety. <laughs> of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and wants to love. He wants to love. That's good. Keep encouraging I... the want. I know. But yeah, he hasn't fought me too hard about putting a diaper on him. <laughs> yeah, I figured at that point, you sent me a picture of him with a diaper. I'm like, hmm, that's a male dog. So he's just pissing all over the place. <laughs> like, we just had the first peeing incident in the house. He did poop in the house, but on the tile in the kitchen. And I was like, maybe he was kept on cement. Like that was familiar because he was kept outside. Yeah, I have a feeling. So he's he's very apprehensive about hands at all. And especially trying to like put a leash or harness or anything on him. Um, the leash, though, I think he might have been tethered Probably. outside. And so that's why he's like, get that thing away from me. Yeah. And I'm like, we're just trying to go on a gingerly little walk. Listen, little buddy, you need exercise. 
I know. It's terrifying, but we're going to get there. Even if I have to reward you with canned cheese. Squeezy canned cheese. That's uh, all he'll eat. The leaning tower of cheese. Uh. <laughs> he has cheese. zero interest in the food that the rescue gave me. Any food. Just cheese whiz. He loves cheese whiz. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. I said, you just got to go with what you know sometimes. Yeah. They even gave me some like more expensive treats. One mm -hmm. of them was like freeze dried salmon. You know what he does with it? He Blaps licks it. it and yep, spits it back out. Blop. <laughs> I will gladly take those off your hands. <laughs> I know mine will not blap them out. Uh, well, and he has whipworm. So I I don't know how that parasite affects them, but he might just not be feeling good or his digestive system could be fucked up. And so he might have interest after we clear the whipworm. Yeah, could potentially. That's a good point. So I'm just going to hold on to stuff until we get through that. But I have a feeling if it's GR reincarnated, it's not not going to be a thing. Not going to be a thing. <laughs> I guess, well, we have time. We have to find out now. Looks like her. Yeah, definitely acts like her. <laughs> definitely acts like her so far. Oh, anyway. Yes. We have so a new podcast, Pat, joining us. They're William. And the thing that cracks me up the most is when other people put in their text, Sir William, like when they're like, how's Sir William? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's Sir William. I love it. it only suits <laughs> your need to be in the UK. Oh, yeah, that's true. And our home of history is coming from England today. I'll be damned. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> Uh, I, would you expect anything else? No, not honestly. Of course, I was inspired. I had to pick somebody from England. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked you don't refer to him as Prince William, because that's like two birds, one stone. Prince, your hey. favorite artist, and he's European. Well, there's already a Prince William. Well, I, I mean, I guess he's in line to be king, or is he Duke? Duke William? Mm. I'm not, I, got nothing. I don't know. I don't. Know I just I sure. asked the rescue. I was like. Is he responding to his name? And they're like, no, because we don't even know what his name was. So we just had to give it to him. And after naming 16 dogs, we started running out of names. So they, he got William. He was one of the first ones. So he got a good one. Yeah. As the as the, the night went on, they started using names like Fudge and Einstein. And Pebble. <laughs> yeah. This is Fudge. <laughs> This is Pebble. Um, yeah, I um, instead of trying to like come up with something new, I was like, let's just add on. Yeah, no, why not spice it up? We don't need to traumatize them anymore. <laughs> so anyway, my whole of history for today is Ada Lovelace. Ooh, I don't know who that is at all. I think you'll find her extremely interesting. Probably. Um, she is an English mathematician. Okay. And was called the first tech visionary by the New Yorker. So she's also been called the first computer programmer for writing an algorithm for a computing machine in the mid 1800s. Yeah, bitch. That's what I'm talking about. Ugh, I just got chill bumps. 
So I said, I go, I think you'll find her fascinating. Actually. I don't know why this stuff makes me emotional. Like my body visceral reacted to that. Like I have goosebumps about that. For why? For why? Well, because as we get into the story, like many of the others, it, there's always debate when it's a woman. Oh, yeah. And, and the credibility. And mm. so I think it gives you goosebumps because it's like, okay, it's out there in black and white and reputable resources are calling her said thing when it was it was it could have been stripped away let me just put it that way of course of course and we saw that with um some of our other stories i mean goodness gracious we almost had a medal of honor stripped away from a woman it was stripped. She never returned. Oh, yeah, it. that's right. She just didn't return it. They deemed her <laughs> strippable and they fucking tried. <laughs> Bitch, try. Come take it off me then. You know where to find me. Come on. That's right. She just. Right here. She wore it in all of her pictures. It's <laughs> a big fuck you. Oh, man. God, I love it so much. What a fucking petty bitch. <laughs> like. I'm sorry. You want my medal? Come take it off of my boob. It's going to be there every day until I fucking die. Come take it from me. I dare you. <laughs> uh, well, back to our lady of the day today. Yeah. Ada Lovelace. Ada! She, she was born Augusta Ada Byron on Augusta. December 10th. Augusta. A-U-G-U-S-T-A. I feel like Augusta Gloop. I don't is know that, that from is. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? I feel like no. there was a name Augusta, but I could be completely wrong. Anyway, continue. Augusta Ada Byron on December 10th, 1815. So she was born into privilege as the daughter of a famously unstable romantic poet, Lord George Gordon Byron. Oh, she's Lord Byron's daughter. I know who that fucking crazy person is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So the apple doesn't far so fall, huh? Yeah. Uh apple kind doesn't of. fall so far. Did I just fall in far? You I knew what you meant. What? I the apple doesn't fall far from the tree was the saying that was mashed. but you got there. I got mashed potato brains for the record. <laughs> um Lord Byron's marriage to Ada's mother, Lady Anne Isabella Milbanky, 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 I think. Isabella? M-I-L-B-A-N-K-E. Hmm. Um, their marriage was not a happy one. Um, Ada was the only legitimate child of the couple. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's other children in the mix. We'll get to that. <laughs> she was the only of them, too. Um, so Lord Byron expected Ada to actually be a quote unquote glorious boy <laughs> and was disappointed when Lady Byron gave birth to a girl. Ada's named after Byron's half sister. So she's named after her dad's half sister, Augusta Lee. That's where the Augusta comes from. Yeah. But um, her dad called her Ada instead. So on January 16th, 1816, we're talking five weeks later at 
her father, Lord Byron's command, he had the mother and Ada move out of their parents' home and basically um, tried to get a separation. So although English law at the time granted full custody of children to the father in cases of separation, he made no attempt to claim any parental rights. So he just told his sister to keep him informed about Ada's welfare. And so then a couple of months later, they signed a deed of separation and he left England for Greece. So then after the separation, her mother continued throughout her life to make allegations about her husband slash ex-husband slash Ada's dad's immoral behavior. So, yeah, so she would be a gossip and that made Ada infamous in like old Victorian society, even though Ada was a baby. Well, because so, she was born of a fucking asshole and everybody knew, right? True. So Ada never had a relationship with her dad and he ended up dying in 1824 when she was eight. Hmm. So her mom was the only parental figure out of the out of the mom and dad duo. However, her mom remained pretty bitter and um, wanted Ada to focus her interest on mathematics and logic in an effort to prevent her from developing her father's perceived insanity. So she's not wrong. (laughs) At least she did that for her. Like, hey, your dad, your biological, he's fucked. You don't want that. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to focus on things that are tangible and real, like math and science. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Ada didn't even see a family portrait with her father in it until her 20th birthday. Yeah, because her mom was a bitter buddy. So she really kind of didn't know what her fucking dad looked like, huh? She really did not know for 20 years. (laughs) I mean, not to say that's what people, people have that ability to do that now, but sometimes they do. I mean, I guess that she could have been like, he was kind of famous. What did my dad look like? You know, and find like hand drawn things or paintings or. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. What a concept. Anyway. Um, So Ada never met her younger half sister. Her name was Allegra. And so that was Lord Byron and Claire Claremont's daughter. But Allegra died in 1822 at the age of five. And then Ada did have some contact with Elizabeth Lee, who was the daughter of um, Lord Byron's half-sister, Augusta Lee. And um, some ghetto math. (laughs) And they, but they were purposely avoided at um court like they weren't really like introduced to each other because there was rumors that elizabeth i think it was elizabeth was made out of incest between lord byron and his half-sister 
your face. <laughs> oh, no. I wouldn't put it past him. He was a sick motherfucker. Yeah. So anyway, we're never going to do an episode on Lord Byron. So if you guys are interested in knowing, look him up. What a trip. What a fucking nightmare. (laughs) So her mother, Lady Byron, had mathematical training. That's where she was trying to, you know, make Ada pursue math. And so Lord Byron actually called Lady Byron his princess of parallelograms. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that was an unedu- like an unusual education for women obviously was math um and it's really like the only thing that her and her mother had in common they did not have a close relationship her mother often left her in the care of her grandmother which was her mom's mom and um because of societal attitudes at the time, which we had mentioned, like the father normally would get the custody of the children during a separation. Um, the whole optics of everything wasn't great. Um, so her mother would try to present herself as a loving mother to society. So she would write like like write letters to her mother um like lady byron i should say would write letters to her mother ada's grandmother asking about her welfare and she would include a cover note saying please retain these letters in case that she has to use them to show maternal concern later (laughs) oh my god lady byron referred to her daughter as it (laughs) what a fucking nightmare these people were she said this is a quote. I talked to it for your satisfaction, not my own. And she'll be very glad when you have it under your own. Meaning it, meaning her daughter. And that's yeah. mm-hmm. also that it was incest. No, no, no. This one was not incest. No, no. I'm saying it was your previous train of thought. It was in fact incest. Oh, you, you, um, did the hard search google verified yeah i can't believe she would refer to her own daughter as it and then had the audacity to be like hang on to these notes right just she case. literally said i talked to it for your satisfaction oh my god like the context of the notes are not going to help your cause lady right <laughs> oh man so Ada actually was often ill. She was sick quite a bit. (laughs) I know. And it's not. Well, I was going to say, actually, it's not like they wouldn't be linked in my mind because her father died when she was eight. And then at the age of eight is when she started to experience headaches. Oh, so the trauma could be linked. Um, the headaches were so, yeah, the headaches were so bad that it obscured her vision. Um, and then in 1829, she was actually paralyzed after a bout of measles. So she was on continuous bed rest, um, which didn't help with other disabilities. 
but then two years later, she was able to walk with crutches. So despite being on bed rest and whatnot, she still worked on her uh, mathematical and technological skills because, you know, she didn't really have much else that she could do because she couldn't even like walk for a couple of years. She couldn't be an adulterer because she didn't have the business to adulter. <laughs> oh. So then when she was 12 years old, she wanted to fly. And so she had this idea about flying. So she tried to like kind of come up with an invention or a solution. And so she was examining the birds and investigating various materials that she could use as wings. And in the course of her research, she um, wrote and illustrated a guide called Flyology. So she wanted to record her findings and um, kept kind of playing around with this project until her mother reprimanded her for neglecting her real studies uh, because her mother wanted her to have a rational course of life, not a fanciful one. Oh. Again, <laughs> again, with the solid direction, just shitty fucking person. I don't get it. <laughs> Look, I got burned. You can clearly see he's a dickhead. We're not going to let you do that because you'll you'll fail. But also, fuck you. So, yeah. See you later. Yeah. So then, like, four or five years later, it's 1833. And Ada ends up having an affair with her tutor. And um, she tried oh, to actually she... elope. She was, like, 16 or 17. Wow. Okay. She tried to elope with him but was caught because the tutor's relatives recognized her and contacted her mother. So not the best plan of action. That's that Lovelace kid. You can't be doing that. No, no, no. Back up, back up, back out. Wee, wee, red alert. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So her mom and friends like covered up the whole incident, tried to prevent a scandal, blah, blah, blah. So then that same year, which was 1833, Ada became close friends with her tutor, Mary Somerville, who's her new tutor. <laughs> and a lady at that. Yes. Um, they actually had a really good relationship. And Mary Somerville introduced her to Charles Babbage. Now, he was a professor of mathematics at Cambridge, and he was known as the inventor of the difference engine. So it was a calculating machine that operated by the method of finite differences. Um, Her and Charles started having a bunch of correspondence about math and logic and who knows what else. Um, (laughs) I don't, no one's claimed it, but you know. Um, So some of her other acquaintances were people like Charles Dickens. Sir David Brewster. Sure. You know, so Lady Byron and Ada moved to an elite London society and she was presented at court at the age of 17. So like 17 was a big year for her. (laughs) Well, old, isn't it? (laughs) Well, you know, they had to wait till she came back from trying to elope with her tutor. (laughs) And um, she was a popular belle of the season because of her brilliant mind. So I couldn't find anything about 
anyone saying something in regards to her looks or her beauty or whatever. Normally, when we come across these things, there's always some ridiculous quotes and stuff. But no, I didn't find anything. So I was looking up pictures of her. And from what I can tell, she was a very beautiful lady. Soft features. Yeah, I mean, she seemed average. So I guess that was good enough. But then they were turned on by her brilliant mind. And um, so then she ended up marrying William King, who was 10 years older than her. And King inherited a title in 1838. And so they became the Earl and Countess of Lovelace. Where is Lovelace? In England somewhere. Were they in Lovelace? Okay. Oh, I see. I get it now. So they ended up having three children. Um, however, the fortunes were kind of directed at Lady Byron, Ada's mom. And I don't know why she was I guess it's just because she was control freak and she was super domineering and so Ada's husband never really like opposed her wow I know right wow and then they had three children and the first child's name is Byron which was her maiden last name she didn't Get it. <laughs> and then the second was Anne Isabella, and the third was Ralph Gordon. And Gordon also came from her father's name. Mm-hmm. Unless I have that wrong, nope. but I do know that both boys were named after her father. Yeah, his real name was Gordon something or something Gordon. George Gordon Byron. Yeah, there it is. So that's why I'm like, the first child might be named George, not Byron, but anyway. She named both boys after her father. I mean, in some capacity. I just so weird. Yeah. So then, um, her and her husband shared their love of horses, and they raised their children. And he was very supportive of her academic endeavors. So she had taken some time off from studying or pursuing anything while she was um, becoming a mother. Uh, she also, though, suffered more health issues and had a bout of chloria, C-H-O-L-E-R-A, chloria, chloria yeah. I guess, in 1837, um, which is when her second daughter was born. And so um, that resulted in lingering problems with asthma and her digestive <laughs> system. And so the doctors would give her painkillers, but we know what painkillers were back in the day. Right? Cocaine in your blood. Opium. <laughs> well, it's the same now. And just so and, everybody um, knows, achloria is uh, just diarrhea. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, you can get, it's um, a bacterial infection. Ah. And so, um, as a result of the painkillers, her personality began to change. So then she experienced Shocking. mood swings and hallucinations. Oh, because she was eating a bunch of pills she probably shouldn't have. Which, those would generally either make you shit more or constipated, I would assume. I don't believe, like, full opiate, uncut, 
like we have today. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like they were like, here, just take a little. She's like, all right. And then she took a little too many. And then she was in la la land. Mm-hmm. Like a motherfucker. And then she became an addict because opium dens. Yeah. Yeah. move on from that and talk a little bit more about her relationship of sorts that she had with Babbage. Now, remember, Babbage is the one who, um, you know, had the uh, mathematical invention of the difference engine and she would write letters with. And so he demonstrated how this small part of an engine worked. And um, she was fascinated with it and was asked to uh, actually publish a translation of an article about an analytical engine from um, an Italian engineer to French, I think it was. And so she had an understanding of the engine and how it worked and everything that went into it from Babbage. And then this Italian engineer had written an article on analytical engines. And so she was then asked to translate it to French. And when she was translating, she um, inserted a lot of her own notes. She took it upon herself to add a few bits and pieces. (laughs) Oh, you don't know what I'm saying. So what I'm going to tell you to do is... It should work. So, yeah. So, her notes included the first published description of a stepwise sequence of operations for solving certain mathematical problems. And so, she was referred to as the first programmer. It's 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 pretty remarkable if you think about it. Right. Like she was like, oh, we got to feed this thing a bunch of mathematical equations. We can do that. Well, she also basically was like, if you think about a computer today, we listen to music on it and voices and see things and all this stuff. So she basically could, she envisioned that this would come to life. Like she was like, we should be able to interpret music through a computer and art and stuff like through a computer. So she spent quite a bit of time um, explaining, researching, you know, adding her own notes, different things Mm -hmm. about her idealism of what the future would be and why these notes would be able to be translated through a computer programming system. And so... Um, sorry, really quickly. I looked up the difference engine. Yeah, it was an automatic mechanical calculator designed to tabulate polynomial functions. So it was like the first calculator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was like really Huge. intense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's the size of of an elephant. It was. It was a it was a very complicated machine um, for you to do some 
small amounts work. of math. It never right. actually ended up working. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I like to do some small amounts of math. Okay, like it, a math equation. <laughs> Sign me up. So anyway, um, there has been debate about the originality of Ada's contributions with these notes and ideas and how they got published and blah, blah, blah. I don't know why so, I was reading this. She wrote the notes. I know, I know. <laughs> and so she basically described how codes could be created for the device to handle letters and symbols along with numbers. Um, yeah, so she theorized a method for the engine to repeat a series of instructions, which is a process known as looping that computer programs use today. She's a roboticist. She's a robotist? Robotness? She makes robots, goddammit. <laughs> so um, she, she had these thoughts and uh, forward-thinking concepts published in the English Science Journal, and she only used initials AAL for Augusta Ada Lovelace in the publication. So she didn't even use her current like title or anything she used her initials so it's not like she was like i'm i'm lady or countess or whatever um so her article attracted very little attention while she was alive um it would have obviously captured more attention if she would have used her actual name and so um gained notoriety at eight years old or some shit right <laughs> oh that lovelace kid she grew up to do some shit all right let's check it out <laughs> right well and when she was a kid her last name was byron so she was attached to there you go lord byron um so actually in her later years she tried to develop mathematical schemes for winning at gambling <laughs> those schemes failed and uh i don't i can't hate on her for it it, I, yeah, except for then she was in like financial peril. So, well, you know, it's just too bad for her. <laughs> um, so then they don't really fill in the blanks much after that because unfortunately she didn't live for very long. She died at the age of 36. What? Yeah, what year? from uterine cancer in 1852. Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. Uterine mm-hmm. Can- are we sure on that? Is that what it came down to ultimately? Um, I mean, I guess they're as sure as they could be. It said that the illness lasted several months. Oh my goodness, that poor thing. Um, so she was looked after by her own daughter and friends. And then um, her mother, oh, my God, here she comes again. Here she comes with her influence and had Ada do a religious transformation. And so she was then coaxed into repenting of her previous conduct and making um, Annabella her executor, Annabella her daughter. I can't. Um, I can't. These women in history who are just so fucking selfish and controlling. I can't stand it. Well, and I'm not exactly sure where this religious transformation 
came from other than the fact that she did lose contact with her husband after confessing something to him. So he like abandoned her from her bedside while she was sick. And so I don't know what she did or what she confessed to. And if that's why her mother was like religious transformation. (laughs) Oh man. I wonder if she was like, I maybe let girls. And he was like, what? Bye. (laughs) I don't know. Or maybe she confessed to the gambling stuff, but I feel like he would know. Um, yeah, so I couldn't figure out what the secret was that she told him. Um, she was buried next to her father at her request. And um, there is a memorial plaque written in Latin to her and her father in the chapel. Um, so, yeah, it took almost a century after her death for people to appreciate her notes on Babbage's analytical engine and um, what she contributed to the article where she did the translation um so yeah in the late 70s the department of defense developed a software language called ada one that brought together a number of different programming languages and so they said it's fitting for lovelace a woman who rode horses and played the harp and studied poetry to tie seemingly disparate elements together um and there's a quote in there that basically says computer programming has so many interactions with the rest of the world while Babbage possessed technical ingenuity uh, Lovelace propelled his invention into the nascent days of computing she was the first person to see the true potential and so for this Babbage called her lady fairy (laughs) that's awesome so yeah oh I did have a whole section about the incest yeah. I knew I did, but it gets really confusing with all the names and oh, it's people included. It's but basically, Ada was not surprised. Uh, uh. She like she was just like, uh huh. I figured. I can't, like, I'm I'm so like, what did she say to him to make him leave her? Now I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she lost uh, more than 3,000 pounds on horses during one of the years when she was gambling. And for that time, I'm sure that was a hell of a lot of money. I'm going to say that was probably it. <laughs> um, she had like, they called it a shadowy relationship with a guy. Um. There's no real anything anywhere saying though that she had an affair. I don't know if she did. I doubt it. But she did have to, um, after the thousands of pounds of debt that she acquired, um, she, she was forced to tell her husband. So that's why I'm like, that could be the secret. I have a feeling that was it. And um, Probably like so, that. yeah. Bye. She probably so after about where all the money actually went, right? And then she's like, I have a confession for you. And I I spent it all and I lost it all. And he was probably like, Oh my god, he's like, tink, tink, tink. he's like, I'm gonna leave now before I kill you. <laughs> I guess, even though she was basically on her deathbed. Well, you know, men don't really care about that kind of shit back then, now do they? No, they did not. No, they do not at all. Um, 
So the reason I say shadowy relationship, it was with John Cross, um, is because it could have happened after her husband left. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why it's not like an actual affair. Um, She did get kind of panicky when she found out during her illness that he was being kept from being able to visit her. Like he wanted to visit her, but people weren't letting him. Why? I don't know. Because in theory, or technically, I guess she was still married. No, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Oh, and it was the eighteen hundreds, so it wasn't like the nineteen hundreds. This was like eighteen forties. So, yeah, I mean, all over the place, man. Her brilliant mind led her to all kinds of odd hobbies, ups and downs, <laughs> illnesses. <laughs> she was a lady, a countess or whatever. I mean, her story is crazy for her only being 36. I was going to say, it seems like she had, from what you had told me, it sounds like she got a lot accomplished in her 36 years of existence. I mean, it's pretty aggressive to be the first computer programmer and to be a woman. So she did her turn. She did, you know, she did her time. Right. She kicked us off. (laughs) She's like, not here for a long time. Just a good time, everybody. I'm going to kick you off right here and then, boop, I'm out. computers the future go <laughs> right right um yeah oh here's a juicy bit from the uh the incest piece is that um she said that she did not blame the incestuous relationship on her father but instead blamed augusta lee the aunt slash his half-sister because she said that she was more inherently wicked than he ever was. I know. That's why I said, like, she got daddy issues because she named her kids after him still, even though he was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to bounce. Yeah. Oh, he, I, I saw something and I clicked off of it, but he had said something, like, he was... He went to Greece when he fled to Greece. He wasn't necessarily like excited about it. And so he was like, Well, because it wasn't against the law, it wasn't illegal for incest at the time. Mm, yeah. So he fled on his own volition or he was chased out on, you know, whatever. But he had, he was still very much connected to her then because he was like, farewell be my daughter blah 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 like he's just you know poet dramatic blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah that's the wild world of gambling potential affairs and computer programming incest. <laughs> red incest royalty gambling i mean this story has it all it it's would be a great movie I would. I was just gonna say, like, maybe we should make a movie. <laughs> Honestly, it would be sad because she dies from cancer. But yeah, most. I mean, most movies based on people's lives is because they're dead, though. So I guess we're used to that, right? I mean, and it has been maybe a couple hundred years. So 
I don't know if anybody really has that personal connection. No, no, no. But I think that her story would be a great movie. It's full of action. Yeah. And it's only, she's only 37. So it's like, it wouldn't be that long. Quick hour and a half. I'm real horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Just be a quick hour and a half watch, you know, (laughs) maybe even like a mini series. I could do mini series. I feel like a mini series would do it more justice at this point. Right. I recently watched Candy, the mini series on Hulu about Candy Montgomery. Something we else. watched it. I it's on my list of things to peruse. It's it, it was a little difficult to keep up with the story because I was doing other things as I naturally do. I don't right. ever just watch TV. But um man fucked up it was fucked up it was i feel like i'm gonna have to just watch it right now after this jessica beale uh plays candy and um she has that other show on usa that she was in like the first season of and now is just like an executive producer or whatever but i've been surprisingly um i guess thrilled with her choices she's actually good uh that show that she was in the horror thriller shit that she was in yeah i really enjoyed that show even like the seasons where she's not in them it's still really good it's still a really good show yeah um and i remember when the miniseries came out and there was like all this promotion around the fact that justin timberlake was in it too so you know them together in in it um he doesn't come in until later and he has a fairly small role so still it's jt gotta love his cameos (laughs) oh and it was it was a good story so tidbit of current events from me in my world amanda bynes has lost her mind she lost her mind a long time ago she did she did lose her mind a long time ago and she was healthy and she was doing better. And then her boyfriend relapsed and then she got bad. I think that's the story. Story but, of how she ended up naked. No. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> out in public, that's but that's, <laughs> but, but that's that what she, I saw the news. Like, that's why I saw that she was arrested most recently. Yes. So she called 911 on herself. And she was like, I'm having a psychotic episode. I need to be taken in. She's been taken to the, the, on a grippy sock vacation like several times. But I am just continuously blown away by the fact that these people are, were mega stars. And then they've become these sad versions of themselves. And then there's other people who are mega stars. They're like, man, I'm just going to ride this fame out until I don't want to anymore. Like JT and Jessica Biel. Like, we grew up with Amanda Jessica Bynes. Jessica Biel continued to work. Amanda Bynes got sick. Yeah. So. Right. That's crazy. Mental health diseases are just that, right? They're- <laughs> They're diseases, and it's hard to have that much success at that age and not feel like you've peaked or have a downturn. 
it's almost inevitable. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how people handle the spotlight. And then all of a sudden there being like a crash in your career. We've seen it time and time again with celebrities. There's a show or documentary. I think it's on the flicks and or whatever, but it's a documentary about the show Glee. Remember the show Glee? Mm, yeah, I heard that there was an, an enormous amount of Fuckery. rumor mills and gossip and everything with Glee. That show. It, I watched it. It was OK. Like, I remember watching it when I was living with my mom and dad after college and I was like well this is new there's a wheelchair wheelchair kid and a gay kid and like you know they were exposing the differences in humans and they weren't trying to whitewash everything it was on primetime tv I was like all right this is a cool show so I kind of watched it here and there and then like but then I remember later on one of the characters Puck that everybody loved he was like arrested for child pornography and I was like what the fuck So then I started digging into it even more. I was like, man, this show's really fucked up. And then the documentary came out and I was like, it's all in one spot. I highly recommend anybody go watch it. It's insane. I I am mostly aware of the drama surrounding Leah Michelle. Yeah, she's a fucking cunt. Like racism. She's a straight up cunt. I said it twice. Yeah. She's so, not a good person. I that's what I said. I'm I'm mostly aware of the rumor mills around her. Well, she's I think the catalyst to a, quite a bit of bad things because of you know her hunger for fame and stardom. She was manipulating and pushing people to do things they shouldn't do just so that she could continue to be famous. Mm. Watch that because watch there was that. more. There were more uh, negative rumors when she was doing Broadway too after that show yep oh yeah awful human whoever the gay guy was on the show he's been very vocal yeah he has been very vocal he should be I don't I don't know if he went to the extent of calling her homophobic or maybe other people in the cast or something but I do know that he's been uh not shy in articles and videos and stuff like that so no because it's a well-known fact she's a fucking piece of shit human being for some reason people continue to fucking hire her makes no sense to me Mm. yeah i just i don't know why certain people are dealt the cards that they're dealt and why, like, Amanda Bynes was, I don't know if she was, like, set up for failure or didn't have the support that she needed um, I don't know to, to get her through her adolescence with all of this attention, which I have no idea how anyone manages that. But then why Leah Michelle is able to continue on with life she's a narcissist and And you know what i mean like diagnosed with bipolar disorder (laughs) well that's what i'm saying though i go but it's all because like it's the cards that you've been dealt right i mean it's just it's unfortunate and if you don't have the right support system or the right people around you like unfortunately disaster ensues Disaster. it really does well (laughs) 
you that is that is from a a real life human being that <laughs> I worked with once upon a time who was Italian and did not speak English as their first language and I asked him how a meeting went and he looked at me and straight up goes it was a disaster just like that so now disaster <laughs> Because it's hilarious. Anyway, aside, <laughs> so what is what is your Atta girl going to be today then? I, I fostered this. That's what I thought. This in-house peeing, barking, whip-wormy, super cute, lovable animal. <laughs> Just the upfront barriers we got across and then what we're going to get to after them. Yeah. The fact that I was like, okay, I'll take one for the team, Sir William, <laughs> King of Anxiety. <laughs> of the anxiety region. Yes, man. Yes. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. Iron Williams. <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, anxiety region. <laughs> Yeah. What's your at a girl? Well, I am pretty proud of myself. And it's unfortunately nothing crazy wild and special. It's just my new job has been very aggressive and I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Like I wanted something that was going to be productive. Um, But, and I'm like, I'm recognizing now, like the other day I was like looking at my boss, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. And she was like, uh, and I'm like, don't worry, I'm not acting on it. I'm just telling you, like, there's a lot of stuff happening my way and I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I'm not letting it cause me to make decisions or anything like that. And I feel like I'm really proud of myself because, um, in the past I would let overwhelm, like I would act on it or act through the overwhelm, but now I'm like, nope, you don't need to be that overwhelmed. There's really nothing that important. Mm. ever period like there's mm-hmm. never going to be something that you have no so I'm feeling Good for you you're processing yeah I'm feeling strong on not being as reactive as I once was and that's exactly what I wanted out of this job so I'm pretty proud of myself that's good it's pretty nice that you've achieved your goal in three months <laughs> it only took three <laughs> Except for the years and years and years of getting there. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the 10 plus years of people making me cry? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was two months, right? So, add a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All yeah. right. Well, and if I you guys. Chosen... Ooh, no, oh. I'm not done yet. I got more. Well, excuse and, me. And I'm just adding this right now. My aunt. My aunt. My, um, boss assigned me as her backup which is actually fairly big deal considering i've only been to the company for two months and there are people who've been on the team for maybe more than her has been director so like (laughs) suckers or maybe they've done it before and they think you're the sucker (laughs) no No, she looked at me she was like i need you and i was like that's okay you can yeah i'm just messing with you (laughs) I, I called myself a sucker for taking in this dog. So no. No. I have to call you a sucker for taking on more work. I was voluntold. <laughs> yeah. There was no volunteering about that. I'm not trying to take one for any team. <laughs> <laughs> well, had a girl. Thank you. 
proud of you. If you guys liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe. You can get your homie ants merch from my Etsy store. If you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Nicole Bonneville, you can also find us on Instagram at homeants underscore chronicles. And you can email us a whole of history request to homeantspodcast at gmail.com. Eee, out. <laughs>